we picked rack back up with the Robbie Fetcher, the trophy husband, as we were discussing the Damian Williams, the Chicago Bears. We had a little technical issue there. My apologies, Fetch. You were saying that Montgomery in this situation, the coaches wish to have uh, not necessarily a committee backfield, but maybe a 65-35 split, perhaps something that looks like what you have in Cleveland. Now, I have something to ask you about. and I wonder if what Montgomery can do with that extra uh, with that extra rest uh, on the sideline. Sometimes, uh, sometimes when you don't have a back, when you have only one back, because they have Patterson and Cohen, and those to me those aren't backs. And Cohen was gone for most of the year. You take Cohen now and you put him in a situation of a slot receiver. If you can make that player look a little more like Curtis Samuel, perhaps you've got something in Cohen too. But do you think Montgomery can thrive uh, in this, in the mix that, that he'll have with Damian Williams? And I, I got fond memories of Damian Williams delivering that Super Bowl victory to the Kansas City Chiefs. As far as I'm concerned, that's a real player. You love him, and he did wonders in Kansas City. I still think a lot of teams perceive him as more the scat, smaller back. Mm-hmm. And I think this is insurance, like I said for Tariq Cohen and as much as I do love the end of the year for David Montgomery and I think he has a good 2021 the scariest part about the Bears team is what's scary about the Bears every year I saw a post put up by the Chicago Bears Twitter account Mm -hmm. QB1 Andy Dalton that's Mm -hmm. scary that's Halloween stuff, Farrell. <laughs> the red rifle, never a fetch favorite. Hey, let's move to the New York Giants fetch. Um, you know, they just picked up uh, one of my absolute favorite receivers. And I have learned that uh, not everybody shares my love of uh, Kenny Galladay. I'm going to put a little tongue-in-cheek uh, uh, commentary on our uh, MailChimp today. Uh, update that uh, went out to the league uh, about Galladay catching 100 passes, but I think Galladay could have a terrific year uh, with New York and unlock the mystery uh, of the young quarterback. Uh, your thoughts about Galladay in New York? I love, I think it's a great accurate, accurate, uh, accurate. Easy for you to say. Yes, no, no. A, a great pickup by the Giants. <laughs> Obviously, this is one of those situations where we don't agree with the Lions uh, front office because why uh-huh. they're letting this young guy go um, when when they're rebuilding. I mean, he's young enough. You can rebuild with him. I know he's uh-huh. had injury concerns, but yes, this this is a quarterback's best friend. Um, you got Barkley in the backfield now. Now the young quarterback he can thrive along with the other things. I think they picked up Kyle Rudolph, a veteran tight end. Uh, I think the giants are giving this quarterback every chance to succeed this year. And I think you're going to see fantasy wise. It's going to help a lot of players on the giants team. Saquon Barkley stays on the field. will help quarterback receivers and that uh, giants defense giants defense last year was pretty good. They could get after the quarterback. Uh, that, That might be one that, uh, the drafters should uh, take a long look at as we move into the the run to daylight. Let's go back to those lions. I misread that too. I thought that uh, I thought they would find a way to place Galladay on that team. That deal in New York was very team friendly, which means to me that Detroit really didn't want to invest the money in this player. I don't know if they are hesitant 
because the player's been injured and they've just lost confidence in that. I don't know if the player may have burned some kind of bridge there that uh, we don't know about that's uh, best that uh, we just keep quiet to stay in the dark about it. My old pal Terrell Williams. Terrell is the uh, is an odds-on favorite to be a starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions. What wide, do you think? Wide receiver there. Wide yeah, receiver. yeah, he's going to play wide receiver. <laughs> but, you know, they got rid of Marvin Jones as well, so they totally wanted to go in a different directions there in Detroit. And, uh, again, I think with Dan Campbell, uh, he wants to change, you know, the, the culture there, but uh, so did the previous coach, and you saw how that uh-huh. worked out for him. So I, I do think it's rebuild mode, which uh, very sad to say in Detroit. I think they've been rebuilding for 20 years. But uh-huh. I guess we're going to see what happens. We've already talked about DeAndre Swift, so hopefully this means he's going to get a ton of touches. Uh, and, and that can, uh, you know, inspire some of our fantasy players to really move him up in that second round because they're not, they're not going to have a lot of other, you know, great offensive weapons. Well, let's don't sell them down the road yet, Fetch. They got a pretty nice tight end. And let's talk again with what we led the question with, Fetch. But I want to hear you talk to me about trophy husband, Tyrell Williams. He going to bring home a trophy for the no. trophy husband? I, you know, really solid player, but with, with the quarterback from the Rams that's there, Jared Goff, um, I don't – Dan Campbell does not – seem like a guy that's going to be throwing the football around all the time so i i still am not taking terrell williams before the 13th or 14th round and i don't really see him overproducing those numbers okay that's exactly where i expect him to go and actually you know and it, it's it's changed in the uh in the best ball dress because uh the defense and the kickers and how they get packaged together and the quarterbacks and how they go off early. We'll have to look at some classic rounds. But you're talking about what on paper right now is a number one receiver, what on uh, what on the field uh, scored a touchdown in every game in 2019 before he was injured, uh, a player that uh, I think we're looking at a $4.3 million guarantee um, – yeah. Okay. So you're going to take him in the 13th round. What? Give me some numbers. I'm, I'm not. That's where he's going. I I much prefer. I think a guy you may, who may not get drafted or drafted later, and that's Brashard Perryman because I think he has more. Oh my word, fetch upside. I, I do in this Detroit offense. Mm-hmm. I remember the last uh, weeks of 2019 where he put big numbers up on a team that was getting beat all the time in Tampa Bay. I, I've mm. never seen uh, Terrell Williams put up those numbers. I think mm. Perryman can uh, catch the t- contested balls. And Roll I think the film, him- Fetch. You were out with the girls playing softball and wrapping up the seasons in October when Terrell Williams were doing it. But I don't think we're going to – I don't think we're going to uh, solve that uh, – Williams Perriman dispute there, but I think I win it. I'm going to claim myself as winner there. Uh, but however, it's a shame and an unusual situation that we're going back to talk about 2019 production uh, for uh, Detroit's uh, uh, lineup. But I, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm also not buying the fact that this this uh, coach who who uh, comes from New Orleans and is a former tight end is. Uh, 
thinking about not throwing the ball in Detroit. Fetch, I think you need to do a little homework. Well, I did Detroit. do a little. I did. I did a little homework. I mm-hmm. listened to his press conference, and he was talking about biting ankles and toughness, and, and and those kneecaps, things, kneecaps. Yes, 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 yeah. I mean, so, that's nonsense. That's what the. That's what the. Uh, that, that that's that's what the average fan focuses on. Fetch, you know, you have to dig deeper than that. Uh, okay, you know, you know, you have to dig deeper. Hey, dig deep with me and talk about Fitz coming back to run the Washington Football Club and what it means for a lot of players that I admire there, starting with the wide receiver McLaurin. It's exciting. I mean, this mm-hmm. is a guy who is a gunslinger. This is mm-hmm. a team that has a top five defense. Now you feel like they have a chance on offense. And you throw in uh, these weapons, Antonio Gibson coming back in his second year, um, yep. reuniting uh, the coach Ron Rivera with Curtis Samuels. And they, oh, McLaurin, okay. Samuel, and Gibson, the speed on the field, what you're going to have to do defensively uh, to cover sideline to sideline, end zone to end zone. And now you got Fitzy who will put the ball down the, down the field. I, I think it's going to be an exciting offense and it's no longer them looking to win 17 to 13 games. No, uh, no, they, this team is, this team's going to be for real. Don't leave out Logan Thomas. Oh, don't, don't leave out Logan Thomas yes. at tight end. Do not leave out the 80 plus catches uh, provided by the uh, third down back. Yeah. Uh, and McKissick, McKissick year, loses so. his best friend in Alex Smith. Check down Alex, though. May uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has never been called check down Ryan. No, but uh, McKissick can line up all over the field and get down the field. Fetch, you got to look at the whole player. Quit selling the player short just because. But you know what? He did get a lot. Of, he did get a lot of passes uh, from Alex Smith. But he played with the Dukes mixture of quarterbacks. He was successful with all those quarterbacks there and actually got, uh, you know, because he got a little goal line play, uh, although it might've been when uh, Antonio was hurting the big defense fetch. You say a top five defense, are they going to come off the board as a top five defense uh, in the KFFSC? I believe so. Most people are drafting that them there, you know, you've got the Steelers, you got the Rams, Everybody loves Baltimore, especially in the draft masters format, because they always seem uh, to come up solid. But I yeah. think the Rams are right there in the mix, along with Tampa Bay, who showed uh, great progress in the uh, playoffs and have shown that they're going to run it back and bring everybody back with uh, the signing of Fournette in the last couple of days, the signing of Indomitkasu, as we talk about that Tampa Bay defense. Gronk, they're all coming back. They want to throw another boat party next February. Yeah, the boat party's down in Tampa. That's the time to throw them in February. But you didn't answer my question about Washington. Is Washington going I, to be? Yes. No, they are. They definitely are. Okay. Yes. Now, do you think that um, – do you think that's wise when you look at common opponents in that division? they got six games against the Giants, six games against Philadelphia, or a, a, a mixture of six games against Giants, Dallas, and Philadelphia. What do you uh, – uh, that Dallas defense in our scoring system, or that Dallas offense against the Washington defense in our scoring system gives me some place for pause. But uh, just just thinking out loud, Fitch, your thoughts? 
they love to throw the football. And mm-hmm. yes, they may put up some numbers, but the number th- one thing I like in a defense is pressure. And that defensive line gets pressure, which turns into sacks and turnovers, which is how you really score in the KFFSC. Love it. Very good, Fetch. Ready to bring that right around. Okay, Fetch, let's talk about the NFL draft. Unless you have one more free agent that you'd like. Well, you know, uh, a guy we talked about a couple, I, I, so much happened in the last couple of weeks. Marlon oh, yeah. Mack being re-signed by the Colts, yep. I, I think, has to give you a little concern with Jonathan Taylor because he was so effective when he was healthy last year. And I was totally wrong on T.Y. coming back to the Colts. I have to admit. No, I was I'm totally wrong. right. But yes, I'm not going to rub that in. But, but I was well, totally right. The, the Galladay Hill. I was right on Galladay. Yeah. You were wrong. Yeah. You were right yeah, on Hilton, wrong. and I was wrong. Yeah, but I, I like that Hilton because I was right about the Colts, and that is your team. <laughs> You being a Hoosier and all, you know, that it looks like you would have that one. Longer. No, I really thought that was the right thing. And, and I said this on uh, High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour with uh, Balky on Friday night or Thursday night or whenever we did it. Uh, and T.Y. Hilton walked away from, from money. He's getting paid significant money, $8 million guarantee. But he walked away from some contracts with a very, very attractive team to return to Indianapolis. T.Y. Hilton Hilton is betting on himself, Fetch, and I think our drafters should bet on T.Y. Hilton. I think we're also, especially at the wide receiver position, seeing players really look at systems, really looking at what's a good fit. Not necessarily the money, but what's a good fit. We saw many guys turn down the Baltimore Ravens because one of the most important things to the Ravens is a great blocking wide receiver. Some of those wide receivers hear that, and they're like, no, nah, I want to catch the ball. <laughs> and Sammy Watkins, let's go ahead and talk about him, because yes. I know you want too fast. Sammy not going to block anybody. I was, hope, I was hoping that was the Colt acquisition. I thought uh-huh. there was a chance he was going to Indianapolis, and I think that would be a great fit. Sammy will do okay in Baltimore, but – yeah, okay, 60 balls. Yeah, but it's yeah. – he's the number one wide receiver there, isn't he? I mean, yeah. I know Hollywood's got talent, but, I mean – Yeah, I think Sammy becomes uh, – The biggest thing I think – I think this – people are down a little bit on Mark Andrews. I think you got to no. put Mark no. Andrews back up into that top three, four uh, tight end spot because I Mark, think he's looking a big year. Mark Andrews is tough as nails. People have to remember Mark Andrews had COVID last year. And, uh, you know, I, I think from, I think from, um, the fans perspective, and I would not, I I would like to think that our KFFSC players look past this, but I think from, uh, perspective is that view players as bulletproof. It's easy to do, you know, it's easy to look at these guys and say, nothing can hurt these guys. I think Andrews dealt. Uh, yeah, you know he's he's had some other issues. Uh, he, he's a diabetic, yeah, so he, and had, and that that affected it. Yeah, I'm and, sure and that he, had more of effect with his health and, issues as we know he, about that. And Fetch, he didn't miss much time. You know, he came back yeah. and, and got so. You know, as we put that in our background, and and hopefully he enjoys better health in 2021. I think he enjoys uh, better statistics. I think you are right on, um, right on there, Fetch boy, Fetch. These drafts, I want to talk. I want to get to the college draft, but before we do, 
these drafts, man, oh man, I'm enjoying drafting so much. I'm looking for classic leagues in the FFPC that I can draft in. There's a lot more best balls going. I, I assume as we get closer to the to the college draft, we will uh, we'll enjoy more classic leagues available in the FFPC to uh, to draft where I can do a little slow drafting. But but man, oh man, the thing that I'm experiencing in every format. Those running backs disappear very, very quickly. Very quickly. It's such a pristine position. We we want a bell cow guy. We're right. we're hoping we're we're praying our guy will get his chance to carry that ball two hundred and fifty times, get over three hundred touches, and to find that in today's NFL is tough because, uh, especially at running back, it it is running back by committee, and so many. Uh, organizations yeah it's a it's a running back by committee and it, it's a it's a situation where the, there's such a passing league that you see certain teams that that have to match teams for points get away from giving their running back uh, opportunities uh, by the way fetch you just mentioned uh, andrews and and here tonight as we move past midnight uh, as we head to early sunday morning the uh the replay of uh, the week, I think it's week thirteen. Uh, Cleveland was nine and three. Baltimore seven and five. And the game is tied at forty-two inside a minute. And Andrews just made a beautiful catch across the middle. Yeah, I think Andrews is going to be all right. Who you love, Fetch? Who do you love uh, coming out of college? Who's going to get their name called on the first day that? you want to make sure that you get on your fantasy teams this year. Uh, Devontae Smith is the guy I want. Uh, I loved uh, the creative way you, Alabama used him, and I just think that uh, there there's an offensive coordinator just waiting to do that in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that's one of the most exciting things, the innovations that we've seen over the last couple of years. Right. I'm, I'm waiting to see what Baltimore is going to do. They're going to change this offense a little bit this year. They know they have to. Right. They know their their, their window with Lamar. I mean, unless they sign him to a big, big deal, you know, it's the way the salary cap works and all the money you have to put in. If they want to make him, a, you know, keep him as a running quarterback, they need to do it in the next couple of years. Because once you pay him a bunch of money, you don't want him running all over the place like you. Well, I think they did years. that a little bit last year, and they finally had to go away from it. He looked very tentative to me to they run the ball know. early in the year. Very yes. tentative. I I think you're correct, and I think that's the reason I'm. I I feel like there's going to be a really twist and i think what we'll see i think we'll really see it in the short passing game because i think that's where they need to get uh lamar going in because it'll get him mm-hmm. in a rhythm it, it'll get him feeling more comfortable instead of having to hit the home runs to hollywood or even the tough throws to mark andrews i still think mark andrews is going to get a lot but if you're there you know throwing contested throws over the middle what do we see by Kansas City? These little dink passes to Travis Kelsey, these sh- sh- passes that are basically run sweeps to yeah. Tyreek Hilton. Use this speed both vertically but also horizontally um, to make the defense really cover the whole field. And I think there's other teams like that. I mean, I, 
We're seeing innovation like we've never seen it in the and, NFL. And Smith brings that to a team. Now, I see that. Uh, I see that teammate Waddle uh, has uh, and and wide receiver Jamar Chase from LSU have pushed Smith off of that number one receiver crown in some of the drafts. You agree with that? Can you agree that people do that? Yes, that that's what I would say. Because it's, it's what. It is what you, as an organization, do you want a more physical guy? Or do you want somebody that you're – I hate to use the word gadget because that's all – Andy Reid loves gadgets mm. and does all these gadgets. And not every organization thinks that way. Um, and I hate to say De- – Devontae Smith is more than a gadget player. Oh, sure. You watch him at Alabama and the way Sarkeesian used him. They used motion a lot. And the biggest thing with a smaller wide receiver – and. I always go back to Kansas City, but moving them in motion, get getting them off the line of scrimmage keeps a cornerback from just out physically, you know, him at the line of scrimmage. So he doesn't have to worry about getting tied up there and he can have a free release, which allows you to get down the field so quickly and have the two way goes the in and out because um, because your your freedom of movement right. with the motion with the, with the slot slash you know, off the uh, line of scrimmage usage that, that that we're seeing so much more in the NFL. These guys are going to be great, these three that we've mentioned, uh, the quarterbacks, and it appears that the 49ers have now traded themselves into position to take the quarterback. If that is correct, Fetch, who do you think it is, Trey Lance? The 49ers, I think, are going to take Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields. That's who I think they you like Fields it. better than Lance. I, I'll be honest, I have not saw um, Lance enough. I mean, coming, he had to set out this last year. You're not uh, going to be fired off the podcast for that, Fetch, but you might be put on probation. I know you're a small college guy, and I am too, but mm-hmm. uh, I, two years ago, I wasn't thinking what uh, the quarterback in North Dakota State, he wasn't, you know. Right, quite thought of at the beginning. Well, of the he's year thought of now, and I. Oh yes, yes. and and you can't go wrong with Fields, but I, I, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big fan of Lance, especially after I watch his, uh, especially after I recently watched his pro day. I, I well, think and, it's fantastic. You can't throw Zach Wilson out of this conversation. I mean, Boy, we, we loved, did. We threw we, him we, out when they went to Coastal Carolina. We didn't quite understand the level of footwork. And many of the things that he was uh, that he was dealing with um, uh, with that BYU team this year, as they tried to piece together a schedule and all of that type of thing. But yeah, I think he's a terrific player, and uh, it, he's proving it. He's proving it with the footwork. He's a copycat player of uh, Patrick Mahomes, and who else better to copycat? There's certain tendencies. Um, that he has. So that's that's fascinating. Now let's look at some of these guys that because of these quarterbacks pushing players down. We just talked about the three wide receivers. We could, you know, Najee Harris, we don't have to talk about him because everybody else is. But let's look at some of the guys that are going late first round that should be, without any more trade jockeying, should be going to some very good teams and some very good offenses. Let's take a, let's go to North Carolina first and talk about the running back Williams. And let's go to Florida and talk about one of my favorite players in the draft, and that would be Kadarius Tony, 
which one do you want to start with, Fetch? Who are you most familiar with? Uh, the running back in North Carolina, Williams. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't like, and this is from an NFL standpoint, I don't like any team that takes running back in the first round. Right. I just don't think the value's there. Mm-hmm. I think you can find under the radar guys. And now, but me, now I, you're I, you're thinking you're thinking like a general manager though, and not a fantasy player. Isn't it great for a first round running back to come in and go to one of those already winning teams that would be picking him at the end of the draft? And doesn't this player have a lot of natural NFL skills? He does, but it does. Just because you're a winning team doesn't mean you're going to utilize the running game. I was much met. Preferred last year, like when Jonathan Taylor went to the Colts, mm-hmm. not because the Colts were a winning team, but because Colts had a great offensive line. The situation and what they're working with, I think, has to do with more than a running back now being on a on a great team because a lot of great teams don't run the ball as much. And mm-hmm. I, I've got the most fascinating player to me, both fantasy and. Uh, NFL-wise, going in the first round is Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah. Because we love the middle of the field in the NFL nowadays. Notoriously, fantasy-wise, tight ends usually don't do well as rookies. <laughs> That's, but, throw, that, throw that notorious fantasy-wise out the window with Kyle Pitts. Oh, I, I think so. I mean, he's covered it. I, what, what's the, I mean, can you remember a draft when a tight end was going possibly top five top ten like he's gonna go it's been a while high expectations were centered around Ertz, but i'm with you well and and i think the interesting part all these trades we saw this past friday uh push kyle pitts down a little bit more and i think the team that wants him is miami yeah. And I think they they dropped out of three, got another or got two first rounders, then gave one of those up, come back to six, knowing that those top three guys are now taking quarterbacks, which I think will leave them with a chance to take pits at that sixth spot, which I think they'll do. It would be a wonderful choice for them. It'd be a wonderful choice for any team. I looked at Dallas at number 10 and said, what if Pitts, for some strange reason, was still on the board? I don't think he will be, but, you know. Could those guys adjust on the fly and I, take that player? I, I like Jerry as a guy, but as a GM, he's terrible. And as can that team afford to take another offensive weapon? I mean, fantasy wise, we would all be going crazy. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. the talent that Dak would almost maybe move up to quarterback number two for me behind um, Patrick Mahomes if they got pits as well. Yeah, But that team needs defense if they want to win in the real NFL. Well, they can play him at safety, Fetch. They can just play him <laughs> by the way. They put him over there at safety. Um, let's see, Fetch. Um, let's talk a little fantasy football action as to what you are seeing in the draft. Some things that might be surprising you uh, first of all, you've done. Uh, we are on. Uh, we're on draft master number four. How many of those that will start when we hit twelve? So we've done three. How many of the three of you have you competed in? One, I believe. Well, Fetch, if you've only competed in one, what the hell are we talking to you about? I don't know if you know all these things. And you're right. one, Fetch. What did you see that surprised you? You know, they're so different than the classics because yeah. the quarterbacks. Yeah. 
the quarterbacks and the kickers and the defenses go so early. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, I stumped you there, Fetch, huh? Yeah, you did. I mean, the running back, we, we've kind of already talked about how elusive the running back is. So you've yeah. got to go out. The one I drafted, I went running back, running back, running back, just to ensure I had that, knowing that uh, there's so many good wide receivers mm-hmm. available. And even today, I mean, I got Watkins well into the 20s. I mean, you can get T. Eli Hilton at 18 or 19. Not this if I'm change. in that draft. Now, now, well, now that, <laughs> now that uh, these guys have signed, it'll change a yeah. little bit. But, I mean, yeah. there's just so many wide receivers available late, and especially in the draft masters where, you know, I mean, Hunter Henry, or Henry, Hunter Renfro has put up good games the last couple of years. That no, he And in the draft masters, no, you, you're allowed to do. No, yeah. Two years yeah. ago, Hunter Renfro put two, up. Two years ago, of- in, in 2020, Hunter Renfro did not put up a game that I think he would score at as a draft master player. You can look it up, Fetch, but I think I'm right. Um, Let's see. Mike Davis, you brought up. I, I think that uh, – so, okay, you brought up Mike Davis. You think Todd Gurley ends up back at Atlanta? I do. I, I uh-huh. didn't think early in the year, but I think he will, yes. Yeah. I think that's good for Gurley, good for Davis, good for all of them. You know, it's uh, How high should Davis be going in these drafts? Let's just say we know he's going to uh, – we know he's going to spend time with uh, – with with one back, we it could be Gurley. It's going to be somebody. How high should Davis be going? In a classic or a either, I I would think in the uh, draft masters thirteenth, fourteenth round. That's yeah. fair. In the classic, you're going to move him up to what? Ten or eleven? Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. Um, would you gamble on picking Gurley uh, in the early 20s as a draft master right now? I see no reason not to. I wouldn't. I, I'm just – I've seen the wear and tear, and I'm mm-hmm. just – to me, it's just not worth it with him. You have not seen any wear and tear. They set him down perfectly healthy last year, and before they set him down, he had rushed for 700 yards and eight touchdowns, one he wasn't supposed to score. I don't think – you know, he's got arthritis in the knees. Tell me any player that's been in the league this long – it doesn't have some injury that he carries with him. I, you know, I've never had Todd Gurley and won with Todd Gurley or been the big Todd Gurley supporter, but I think he could be sold down the river uh, a little bit too soon. But yeah, I think he ends up back in Atlanta. What if Atlanta were to take the junk Javante Williams? That would be a good place for him. That really would. You know. Um, I'm not sure they will. I, I, let's talk one other running back. Okay. I think what's happening in Houston is very fascinating. Ah. And the guy I would target there is Philip Lindsay. Yeah. Why do you think he's going to go down there and do well? I think so, too. And I want to see if it's for the same reason you do. I just think he's a good football player. Yep. I, there you go. I, I, he's hard-nosed. He'll just do the job. Uh, I believe – I don't know if you're – the Mark Ingram's down there to help culture. I don't think it's for production. David Johnson had a couple good fantasy weeks in the playoffs, but he just didn't look explosive. And I feel like every time Philip Lindsay's in a game, he affects it just mm-hmm. by that chip, that undrafted guy yep. on your team that's that's fighting for it. Um, the other parts of the Houston organization, I you know, there's crazy stuff going on down there. 
Yeah. So I, I don't know what else crazy. happened, but 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 I do think that's one bright spot right there in Philip Lindsay that you could get some value fantasy wise out of. Oh my gosh, you talk about culture this week when the Raiders signed Willie Sneed. I got all kinds of text that the Raiders had lost their mind. And I said, hang on a minute. What do you know about Willie Sneed? One guy says, well, you know, he's really, really tough. And uh, one guy says, you know, blue collar. One guy said, must be a great teammate. And I said, you don't think the Raiders could use a little bit of that? You know, uh, Willie Sneed is, is an interesting signing. And you think about Gruden as he puts together this collectionable stew, how's it going to taste when uh, he has it done? What's it going to look like? Do you agree with it, Fetch? Uh, but but that is my take on the type of players that he is bringing into that team. Uh, he's, he's making some changes uh, in that locker room. They're going to work for him going forward. I think it's a very different receiver than they've had, Mm -hmm. especially last year when he seemed to only be taking speed and slots. Mm -hmm. And Willie Sneed is a slot, but he's much more like a tight end. Yeah. Much more. A diminutive tight end. You're exactly right. You know, he's willing to get those tough yards. He's willing to block. Uh Uh-huh. Which, which I think is important for that team. And I, I don't want to take the subject off football, but, you hate it so much when I make my under bets, especially in basketball. But I'm just, I'm just now as this Houston Syracuse game going final have a three team parlay where I had two unders, two unders hit. So I'm going to hit a three team parlay. All four games today, Farrell. All four basketball NCAA basketball games in the first round of Sweet 16 went under. Yeah, that's that's amazing. But you know, it's often happens as you get closer in these games. Uh, players begin to get a little tired. Uh, the players have been away from home a while. Uh, the the, uh, the gyms and, and the, the the venues are are very uh, cavernous, and it's difficult to shoot in. And there's lots of reasons for that. I watched a little basketball today, Fetch. I saw uh, best basketball I saw today was featuring the high-low game of the Connecticut Huskies women's basketball and uh, Paige Breckers. And and Paige did not have her classic uh, game. She almost had a triple-double, but she was uh, uh, very, very impressive in the second half, not so much in the first half. Connecticut did not play as well as they usually played, so – they only beat Iowa by 20 points. I only by 20. And, and I tell you, <laughs> for sports fans, if you want to watch good basketball, the NCAA women's tournament is very competitive. Uh, and there have been some great games uh, that, that have gone on. And I, I can tell you, uh, spending time watching sixth grade basketball today, um, mm-hmm. the time and effort young ladies are now putting into sports. Oh, yeah. yeah, They're becoming yeah. a lot better athletes at a younger age. They're becoming a lot more skilled. I, I remember when I was in sixth grade, I was emulating, you know, all the NBA guys, but I couldn't go between my legs behind my back like some of these young ladies in the fifth and sixth grade do nowadays and practice it every day. So it, it's amazing the skilled ladies, the skill that these uh, young ladies and men in the tournament have. Yeah, you can watch some of the girls play, a lot of them the size of Willie Sneed, making big contributions <laughs> out there. Um, yeah. Fetch, um, you're in now for uh, 
you're in now for run to daylight. We keep adding uh, players to that. We uh, we have uh, Draftmaster Four waiting for its final few uh, combatants, and I would urge you to take one more shot at the Draftmaster since we've had three and you've only played in one. We have available, and uh, I'm trying to get a little bit of uh, heat uh, there with it. Uh, we have available one Maiden Dynasty division available for uh, for players to join. You've been a longtime Dynasty player uh, in the KFFSC. Maybe you will help get that one launched. Uh, we would like Dynasty. Uh, the, the Dynasty player takes a different take in fantasy football and really, really enjoys the game. I'm going to make my first shot at playing because – I realize it's not now that the slow drafts are available to me. I realize it's not good form of me to be asking people to come play in certain leagues that I've never played in and I've never played in the dynasty. So I'm going to do it, see how I like it, see if I can share that enthusiasm. What's your favorite format in the KFFSC? What are you looking forward to doing? And is this the year fetch that you step in to the big payback? my schedule's quite tight right now, so I don't know. But there's no doubt about it. Saturday night at the main event is always the the funnest I have with KFFSC. Everybody's finally together. The season's almost here. Um, Saturday night at the main event, it it just doesn't get Saturday night at the main event. And I can tell you've been hanging around with six great girls because you use the word like funnest, and I love that about you, Fetch. (laughs) <laughs> I really, really do. You know, uh, I appreciate you coming in tonight and talk a little football. It's very, very dangerous because we're agreeing on more uh, than we disagree about. I wish we could find something we agree about. We both agree that the Curtis Samuel signing was brilliant. Hey, here's something that a Hoosier that I should talk to a Hoosier about. Is Tevin Coleman going to be the starting running back for the New York football Jets? If he is the Jets, oh, you're you're selling out on Tevin Coleman. I I, I have soured on Ter- Tevin Coleman after his mm-hmm. stint there in uh, San Francisco. When you know any running back that had a heartbeat, would well, be he had out. a heartbeat, but he also has many. So you got to keep that in mind. Well, I understand. I, I and, and if I could just throw this out there, I, I say I'm in the the, the red eyed gravy division. I think there's still eight spots. Wow. If if that is not the first one that sells out, I will not understand it. I signed up specifically. It is the Sunday night after the NFL draft. Oh. If you're not going to be excited about oh, fantasy football, NFL football, right that's after the draft. exactly I mean, when you that, want to draft. Oh, oh and that's exactly why I signed up for that one. Uh, Signed up my other one a little early. I have to do Sunday drafts just because of uh-huh. my schedule and everything. But but I will tell everybody also, we're drafting on different nights. We have a, I think, a 10 o'clock, a 9 o'clock, an 8 o'clock start time. So if you're in the West Coast, you can do it. If you're in the East Coast, you don't have to be up too late. So we have a lot of great time slots to do it. But please, get into that one out. I, I, I'm going to be chatting the whole time during this draft trying to – feel what everybody feels about this NFL draft because it, it, you know, the excitement that comes right uh-huh. after the draft, I, I can't imagine a better time this spring oh, to draft than that May 2nd or whatever it is, the Sunday night after you the NFL draft. You are exactly right, buddy. You are 
you are exactly right. And I and I'll close that by saying that the the aforementioned uh, dynasty draft that we just talked about uh, goes off on Wednesday night, May fifth. A lot of drafting in the KFFC. A lot of champions to be crowned. Jimmy Johnson returns as champion of the Run to Daylight FPI. Our main event champions will draft, I believe, in eight divisions. I believe they've already registered uh, for eight teams. Uh, they're bringing a lot of guys. Uh, they're talking a lot of uh, guys around the uh, fantasy football world. I have a lot of new faces in the room. It's going to be very, very fabulous. We want our guys. Well, I see I see that they're in both my divisions in the spring league, so I feel a little better that they're not just uh, trying to pick drafts. That oh, yeah. They're, no, they're they're playing everywhere. But, you know, they're going to they, – they may split up to compete against you, Fish. And, you know, he's such a wonderful guy you are. And, you know, with Jim Cole and FBI, they're always uh, – they're always gunning for you, Fetch. You looking know, for always me. Are. Yes. Well, Fetch, we'll be looking for you again to bring some of this wisdom back. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have to talk more about some things, but gosh, we're, we're agreeing about some things. I'm very nervous. Hey, Fetch, I agree that I appreciate you very, very much. Have a great evening. We'll talk to you next week. Spring has sprung. Let's have some football. It.